Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right. Matt, you know, you can sit. Both of you sit down. It's embarrassing. Come on. Hey, welcome to Wrong and Wronger, everybody. Steve Olivas and James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell coming to you every week discussing topics that most people probably have very strong opinions about but tend to keep close to the vest. Not often does a full-scale argument or debate break out, but you and I, James, we will handle this every week in uh, like, like, uh, like pistolas at high noon. We are doing a service for the community and the world. And I, I hope those two people who listen really appreciate that. And my mom does. And uh, she, she'll write me a little text message each week and say, I can't believe you're still friends with that guy. And I say, Mom, seriously, we're just acquaintances. The, uh, the big M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of this is he doesn't even have a mom. He was grown in a lab. It's really, <laughs> it's going to be a big my, reveal. Sorry to spoil it now. My mother's name is Pyrex. That's right. <laughs> Shane, being a creative writing major, you don't even get that joke. But that's okay. I, I, I do. It does, it does not make it a good joke, but I get the joke. <laughs> well, I, many by any true measure of comedy don't even, uh, there's no Richter scale for where mine land. But before we get started, and we got a good topic today, I'll get to that in a minute, or I'll let James get to it. But James Breakwell, uh, all of you know him from Twitter and Facebook as the exploding unicorn. And uh, as you've learned on this show, James is a creative writing major and did a lot of work in college that not a lot of people got exposed to, except he did have a breakout piece that I still respect today. It brought a little bit of wetness, a little moisture to my eyes. It was an ode to a loaf of rye bread. And I have never been more touched by a baked good as what you were able to connect for me in, that, in, that, in those verses, James. It was so tender. Let me just say that I'm very glad the place that brought moistness to was your eyes. When you started that sentence, I was so, so concerned with where that was going. But I'm glad it ended up in the right place. Wow. Much like Brock it ended up in my stomach where it was supposed to go. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say I, I, the world is a better place with that in it. And I want to commend you on your latest entrepreneurial endeavor. Thanks, man. That, yeah, because, uh, you know, you... you you know, I thought you might be distracted by that uh, that skateboard ramp you put in by your front door last week, but you haven't. Instead, you went out since we last talked and started a business. Yeah, the used chapstick exchange. Like you know, you yeah. start a you start a, uh, a tuba chapstick that's flavored, and you're all excited. Yeah. You think candy apple's going to be great, and it's not so great. And you don't want to throw it away because it's still most of a tube, but you don't want to suffer through it either. So you go on on Steve's website. And you can trade that half-used tube of tubes, tube, not toothpaste, half-used tube of chapstick with somebody else who also has one. And it might sound disgusting, but let me just tell you something. This guy pees in the shower and doesn't even care. Yep. Germs are nothing to him. Nothing. So, so this this is going to work. I, I I can see you making tens of cents off of this. I, well, and for it really started when I traded that. What did you? What was it? Uh, the cherry what? It was a candy apple. Oh, candy apple for peppermint kiss. And I thought, I had a brainstorm. 
And I don't just mean a hurricane and a, or a, a thunderstorm in a world of hurricanes. I mean, this was a great one. And uh, that peppermint kiss, it unlocked something. It unleashed the beast deep inside of me, that entrepreneurial beast that had me uh, just tuck it in in the shower to put on that, uh, put the skateboard <laughs> up and then go out in the world and make tens of cents. And so far, I'm still looking for my first time, but I'm going to frame it as soon as it comes rolling in. Well, I wish you the best of luck and a, a good doctor as well to help you with all your upcoming diseases. <laughs> I'm the guy. Man, you nailed that one. I will eat stuff off the floor. I'll eat it off other people's plate. I don't care. I got a stomach made out of scrap iron. I don't get sick for nothing. If it goes down, it stays down. I'm like a ferret that way. Okay, we're going to have a challenge off of that. This is <laughs> You can't just dangle something like that in front of me. I have a new podcast, Steve Eats Stupid Things and Says You Won't Throw Up. And we'll just it'll just be me goading you on, and then the sound of you vomiting in the background. In the best fifteen minutes of people's day, and you laughing like a mad scientist the whole time. <laughs> That's the only thing that will make me happy. <laughs> well, speaking of dangle, I'm glad you brought up that I'm not wearing pants again this week. Ah! And speaking of eating, what is the topic today? As now that I've completely disheveled you, what is the topic that we're going to cover today? Well, let me just say that. You will wear pants someday. Today is not that day, unfortunately. <laughs> Today's topic is the right way to eat an Oreo. Ah. Should you pull it apart and eat it piece by piece, or should you eat it all in a bite? And when, now last week, we actually, for the first time ever on this show, we came up with two straight topics that we were going to talk about. And I told my wife in between the shows what this one was going to be. And she, she flew into a rage about people who do it the wrong way. And so I'm hoping, as you did last week with peeing in the shower, that this coin toss, the, the hand of fate smiles upon me today. I do have the lucky Guam quarter, which I think will now be the official wrong and wronger quarter for us. Wow. Official quarter. Yeah. Like, we're, we're getting a little bit too fancy for our own good here. Well, until... Next, next, <laughs> next thing you know, you'll be wearing pants. I don't know about that. There's no more comfortable way to do a podcast than in underpants. And I... There's really no argument to that. We can't argue about it because it is one of those universal truths. It's like in geometry class where you have to have certain givens before you can do a proof. This is one of those. I, I shudder for the geometry classes you took. <laughs> well, that teacher took my yearbook, and I didn't get any signatures that year. So I still have a little bitterness. But, okay, so I am flipping to determine your point of view on this Oreo issue Uh together as a cookie intact or pull it apart and we will make heads the intact cookie and tails the pull apart are you ready to accept your fate james break i am so ready go go for it all right it is in the air it is bouncing on my, uh, my berber carpet hold on i had to bend down a second that wasn't pleasant in underpants. All right, it is tails. So you, sir, have pull apart as your side of the argument. I don't know how I get so lucky that every <laughs> single week when I, the coin flips, I get the right argument. Every single time. We're, what is this, podcast six or seven now? That's, that's an unfathomable record. I mean, I can't even imagine how that happens. But let me explain to you why you have to pull it apart. There's like, it's not, <laughs> All right. Uh, did, did you have something to interject here beforehand? Were you going to commend my rec record on victories, perhaps? I was I actually thinking back. I, it's, it seems to me there was one week that you had to argue the opposite side, and we talked about it afterwards, and I, I can't pull it up quick enough out of my head to remember what that... I think you have one loss in there when it comes to the coin toss. 
you know, I might have, but then I argued it so convincingly that I convinced myself, and now I just believe that. <laughs> I'm right. that good. Now, obviously, you got to eat the Oreo as a full cookie, which is the reason they built it that way. But what do you got to counter that? Well, why would you leave it in three pieces? Like, we have injection technology. They could build just one lump of cookie with it all baked in. They're like, think about a chocolate chip cookie. It has many, many ingredients, but they don't have a layer of cookie, a layer of chocolate (laughs) chips, a layer of cookie. They put it all together because you're supposed to eat it in one bite. But with the Oreo, Uh with the Oreo, they leave it in three distinct pieces that you can easily pull apart to do what you want with. You can go and eat each one on its own. You can go eat off the cream and abandon the rest of the cookie like most of my kids do. You can take those pieces and build a super Oreo combining layer upon layer (laughs) until it won't even fit in your mouth and you die from happiness. You can do whatever you want. The Oreo is about freedom. And let me tell you what's not free. Freedom. Taking all three of those ingredients, the cookie, the cream, and the cookie again, and just eating them all in one bite like some kind of monster. Who does that? Don't you want to savor the good things in life? What's wrong with you, Steve? Well, I believe in creating a flavor medley, which is why lasagna works for so many people. Obviously not you. You want to make sure the noodle is taken apart from the hamburger, taken apart from the ricotta cheese, taken apart from the tomato paste. I, I understand. Get my mouth water here. <laughs> One part at a time. <laughs> I understand. I mean, you've got little children. You probably regressed a little bit in life, and so you still eat like a three-year-old. But the rest of us that are mature adults, we eat lasagna the way God intended for lasagna to be eaten, as a nice slab of lasagna. All the flavors bursting at the same time, it just creates this pleasure in a part of your brain that is almost unreachable by anything else in life and activates it. And the Oreo cookie will do the same thing. Plus, I will add a secret ingredient called cold white milk to the equation. You dip that cookie, you let it steep for a couple of minutes, and then take that bite and even a swig to chase it down. And that part of your brain just thanks you over and over again. That's why you have it all at once. You're such a glutton. Gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins, and this is why you're crossways with all the afterlife spirits, whichever one you look up to, because you're the one that'll take 17 double stuff Oreo cookies and a butter knife, and uh, you wedge all those things apart scrape all of the toppings together and you'll make like a dagwood sandwich you got to ask your great grandparents about that reference of oreo cookies and i think what are you teaching your children about life that you don't just have a shot of bourbon you just suck down the whole bottle with a beer bong that's not the way to go through life james you've got to take it one step at a time and enjoy the ride I like that you think I offend the afterlife spirits with this sandwich. I would like I would like to believe I could build an Oreo sandwich so good that it frightens God himself. This is my Tower of Babel. It's gone too far, flown too close to the sun with this Oreo sandwich. Now you're think, going Icarus and Daedalus. You're going Greek mythology on I'm us. going every god. It offends all the gods. The whole pantheons, monotheism, polytheism, everything. You have made my argument for for me. If my if my cookie making is a threat to the divine pantheon, why would a mortal not want to try it? I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I think Eve had that same point of view. But anyway, all right, whatever. But you know what? It, she got an apple. Like if we got thrown out of the Garden of Eden for an Oreo eaten in three parts, <laughs> you say worth it. I mean, that would that's a story you could believe. Like why would she be tempted by an apple? Apples are not that great. Oreo in three parts? Oh my gosh. 
worth eternity of suffering, all of that stuff. I, again, it's just it's utilitarian. It's made to be taken apart. I, you're talking about prying it apart with a butter knife, like maybe for your your weak, disfigured fingers. I mean, after a lifetime of whatever you've been doing. But like for me, with my normal human hands, I can easily pull them apart. My children, my young daughters can easily pull them apart. It does not take much muscle. And the reason it doesn't is it's made to fall apart easily. Like when it leaves the Oreo factory, there's not some quality control engineer sitting there saying, I think the structural integrity will hold up. Nobody's getting this one apart. Like, it's made to be disassembled. That's the purpose. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's been featured in numerous Oreo marketing campaigns. So let's just say if it's good enough for the manufacturer, it's good enough for me. You're the same guy. You like to put time into things. I'm way too busy in life. I don't know what you do outside of this podcast with your time, but it sounds like most of it is taken up peeing and pulling Oreo cookies apart. I am a man on the go. If I grab a handful of cookies on the way out the door, I don't want to have this erector set going on my lap in the car on the way to work. I want to eat the things. It's a time saver. It's one cookie, one bite, one gulp, one fantastic sensation. Well, you know, a time saver comes down to what are you spending your your time on? What is the purpose (laughs) of your life? I save time in every other area of my life, so I have time to disassemble Oreos. Like, that's the stuff that means something in life. Not love or career fulfillment or any of that garbage. No, it comes down to Oreos in three parts. And If you have that, you have meaning and you have purpose. Like, I feel bad if you can't take the extra (laughs) – well, again, it's a different story for you. Because for me, disassembling, it takes half a second. For you, I mean, you've got the – hammer and chisel and you're really working at it but for a normal person it takes seconds to pop apart and it's worth every one of those seconds to up that enjoyment and you keep talking about these brain sensations of enjoyment you can't trust your brain sensations because you've taken a lot of damage over the years (laughs) for a normal person for a normal person it's going to taste much better give you much better brain sensations in three parts a normal person doesn't make a Franken cookie out of several Oreo innards. Uh, th- this is not the island of Dr. Moreau. This is an Oreo cookie, and it's meant to be enjoyed the way the manufacturer produces it, in the package, in the hand, in the mouth. I, you have grossly misunderstood their intentions. <laughs> I, but, you know, and I feel like this is one that would have a right or wrong answer. I'm sure, actually, if we asked the Oreo company, they would give us some PC answer about <laughs> you can enjoy it whatever way you want. And that's wrong. They do that for people like you because they just they don't want to crush you. You have so many other disappointments in your life. They don't want to take that one last thing away from you. But they should for your own good to save you from yourself. You need to eat it in three parts. It's the way it tastes better. It's the way it's more fun. It's the way it's more enjoyable. And it's the way kids do it. Show me the small child, the innocent child, you know, with nothing but goodness in their hearts, who eats an Oreo in one piece. They don't do it. Let's learn from our children, Steve. They're showing us the way. (laughs) If I... This is almost worth an email to Nabisco to find out what their answer is. And we'd like to hear from you. If you want to shoot a message to James or myself, you can do that through Facebook. James is on Exploding Unicorn. That is his Facebook handle. It's spelled out just like the words, Exploding Unicorn. On Twitter, he's at Exploding Unicorn without the E, just a capital X, at Exploding Unicorn. And he loves direct messages from fans. He reacts to them in very gracious ways every time. I'm at Steve Oliva. 
Davis. Steve is spelled with a V, and if anybody has a question about that, you can ask James about that one, too. He seems to be an expert in how to spell my name. And the last name is Olivas, O-L-I-V-A-S. We look forward to hearing from both of you. Explain to James that Oreos are meant to be eaten like a sandwich. You don't lick the peanut butter off the bread. I'll give you the last word, James. We're out of time, man. What do you got to close the show? Maybe I will lick the peanut butter off the bread. Maybe I will. Wow, that was a creepy, creepy way to end the show. <laughs> the menacing peanut butter lick. It wasn't supposed to come out like that. Not the vibe I was going for. But the point being, you're wrong on this topic like you're wrong on every other topic. But I'm glad that we both agree on that. that you need to take it <laughs> pieces. So let's close out your latest defeat and go home. Until next time, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying we thank both of you for listening. And come back next week. Do we have any idea what we're talking about next week? None whatsoever. And that is how we roll on wrong and wronger. Thank you for listening, everybody.